I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yo, guys. So following all this interest about investing, you know, I thought about it. Maybe I could, you know, do like a close telegram group where we talk about all sorts of different stocks, right? a support group to help everyone to invest everyone just pay a little bit every month idea right <laughs> so yes if you are interested in something like that a close telegram group where we share information and learn from each other you know just bring me up on telegram talk to us facebook and yeah, we'll see what we can do right and this week this week i'm gonna share with you three things you need to be a good investor Right. Don't be surprised at some of the points. I hope you learned something useful today. So good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. And this week, we're going to talk about three things you need to be a good investor. Honestly, I think there are many things you need to be a good investor. <laughs> but today, I've decided to share with you three things. You know, three pointers that I feel you need to be a good investor. And of course, these three pointers were shared with me by a very good friend of mine, which is also the guy that sh- that got me started to invest. Of course, I-, I saved some money and then I didn't know what to do. Then I asked this person because, you know, he looked like he knew what he was doing. And turns out he really knew what he was doing and I learned a lot of great stuff. Of course, along the way, I refined things along, you know, to fit my preference, to fit my strategy. But, you know, many of the things are still you know, forms the base of where I am. And these are some of the stuff that I've been sharing with you. I'm going to continue to share with you. Next week, we're going to go deep into financials. How do you then pick a good company looking at their financial statements, right? And then the following, we're going to talk about more qualitative kind of, you know, evaluation, you know, because financial is quantitative, right? So I hope you continue to stay tuned for the next few weeks and share with your friends, get more people to listen to the podcast. I hope everyone learns and yeah, we don't need to get scammed by all these weird people like what ragingbull.com uh, rubbish I just saw him on, on Facebook I saw on YouTube disturbing my my food video but anyway yes so tons of weird content out there of course there are tons of great people out there also but yeah more often than not they're not that good anyway we're gonna talk a little bit about how then do you become a good investor so my very first point can sound very stupid but I'm going to share with you why. So stay with me, okay? Stay with me. And the first thing I feel you need to be a good investor is this thing called luck. <laughs> Are you still here? Are you still here? <laughs> yeah. Why is why is luck so important? Of course, you know, needless to say, sometimes you're hypothesizing and, you know, you want, you want luck to be on your side. But more important, why I feel that we need to recognize that luck is a very important thing 
to become a good investor, it's because we need to realize that there are many things that we cannot control. I think there's too much fascination in the market to want to have a lot of control, to believe that, you know, I have this very complicated evaluation model, very complicated business model, financial projection, then I can control everything. I can understand. I know when to go in. What's the right price to buy in it? I'm like, oh my God. There are a lot of moving elements and too many, too many people, I personally feel too many people do not factor in the uncertainty and they try so hard to put so much data to you know essentially make them feel comfortable buying a certain thing but what we need to realize is that there are many things we cannot control i'm going to share with you some so the first thing some cases you know that happened throughout the years in 2015 chipotle had a super massive e coli outbreak over seven states you know people stopped going to eat shares came down revenue came down you know growth came down yeah who know, right? Who knew E. coli will come and knock your door? Well, E. coli... Okay, never mind, never mind. I was just about to say E. coli sounds like a good name. But no, it's not a good name. Don't name your kids E. coli. But yes, Chipotle in 2015 had a very big problem. But over time, they solved it. And fundamentally, they're very strong. And look at where they are today. They tripped they're about... I think they doubled their, their, their share price from about two three $300. Now they are trading about $800, $800 plus, right? At time of recording. And another case in point is Under Armour. Everyone knows Under Armour? You know, you go to the gym, you see this person wearing Under Armour, right? All tight, tight, fit, fit one. Anyway, in 2017, during the holiday season, they over in then, they bought too much stock, right? And then they couldn't sell. So very big problem with fashion business. When you over in then, you, you need to drop your stock. If not, you cannot turn around. You have too much money locked inside all these, you know, product and you cannot sell it. So they have to go to discount outlet and they still cannot sell it. And, and, and over time, they got cash flow problem and it affected their business. Right, this one, uh, what, like, sway lah, huh? It's like, you, you think everyone wants this, you know, you're on a roll, quarter after quarter, you're showing double-digit growth. And then suddenly, during the holiday season, nobody wants to buy. And then the worst one is the recent one, Boeing crash. Crash after crash after crash. Ay, yo, alamak. 2019, 737 MAX crash. Like, like, how? All these things, right? How to control? So we need to realize that luck sometimes is not on our side. And the most important thing to realize is that there are many things we cannot control. And to me, that is a vital element of being a good investor. To recognize that there are uncertainty and, you know, it's not always our fault. Uh, very important. Which brings me to my second point, which is emotional capacity. A lot of people look at in investing as a science, but more often than not, I feel that there are a lot of art elements and one of those elements are your emotional capacity. Because there will always be times that you're on the wrong side of the trade. Right? There will always be times that suddenly coronavirus come. There will always be times that suddenly Trump unhappy, then he tweet, right? then shit happens. Right? You, you get the idea there will always be times when you're not on the right side of the trade, when you're unlucky, la, for like a better way to put it. What sets a good investor apart from someone else that is like a bad investor la, or just average person is the kind of emotional capacity that you have. How well do you handle this kind of situation? Do you do emotional buying? Right? Do you become very FOMO? Like now the Tesla price go up, then everybody buy, 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 then you're also emotional, you go and buy, you FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Or you do emotional selling when everyone sells and, and you know, things go south and, and you just sell, right? So There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. To me, this is extremely important because there are times when you're, you're not on the right trade line, you're not on the right side. So to me, there are two ways to do this, okay? One is to find your meditative state, right? If, if like for me, if I feel pressure, I go and swim. That helps me to clear my mind, to think, to get a better grasp of the situation. Right? And another thing that you can do is to get a few people to do this thing together. I feel this is one of the easiest way to, you know, become emotionally more capable within handling complex situation because you're not alone and that is very important. Of course, you don't want everybody to be on the wrong side of the trade. Lah, huh? All your friend, all kaki kaki, yeah, they're all on the wrong side of the trade. Sway. But, you know, having that kind of community and that kind of support group helps the kind of emotional, you know, to manage emotional situation. Right? And that probably is what sets a good investor apart from a great investor to be emotional cap- capable. Which brings me to my third point. What sets you apart and what do you need to be a good investor? Is this thing called a business acumen? So there has long been debate between the technical people, that means your day trader, they buy, sell, buy, sell, or whatever they do, and then the fundamental people, which are people like me, we look at the businesses and then we decide that, okay, this is a good business, we want to buy at a fair price for the long term. Right, so to me, I'm a fundamental investor. If you are technical, I honestly don't consider you an investor, I consider you a trader or speculator at best. Alright, so if you're like me, you, you want to be an investor, you want to invest in the long term, you're more fundamentals. Then business acumen is very important because picking good companies, be, picking good stocks, which is a big, essentially picking good companies, require you to understand the business. Right? If you don't understand what you're buying, you hear say, hear say, you know, hey, uh, uh, hot, tell me, uh, buy this one, uh, I think very good. Uh. Hey, I'm uh, say buy that one, like, be pie. Uh. Then, uh, well, half the time, you probably knock the wall. Uh. Right, <laughs> insider trading. Go and listen to the episode that I talk about why people go bankrupt on the stock market. And one of the things is because of insider trading. Right, by the time the information comes to you, you're so outside, you know, and you still think it's an insider information. Alama. But anyway, yes, grow your business acumen. It takes time, it takes time. No hurry. Start with something you are familiar. Maybe you work for a media company. Maybe you work for an engineering firm. Maybe you work in a tech field. For whatever industry that you work in or for whatever passion that you have, you probably understand that sector a bit more, right? You understand you know, the field a bit better and that could give you a head start because numbers alone, right, they don't make sense. Huh? You need to understand the business, Right. So, so what if you know revenue keeps going up and you don't understand why revenue keeps going up? Then you're like, eh, like what's happening? Am I am I making a good bet? You emotionally you're not comfortable. Right? So take your time, build up your business acumen. One of the best ways is to read financial statements. They are not that difficult to read. They, there are a lot of complex terms within it. Take your time to read, right? Find something that you'll be interested in. Whether it's Nike, right? You love sneakers. Consider buying Nike. It's a very good company. You, you're always on Facebook. All your friends are on Instagram. Okay, look at Facebook as a stock. I think it's a pretty good business. 
You know, you you are always buying using your card, digital payment. Maybe look at PayPal. PayPal is a pretty good business also. So all these things based on what you are all daily using. Or maybe you're a Starbucks fan, right? Always go to Starbucks. And yeah, maybe you want to look at Starbucks as a business. All right, so things that you use very often or industries that you work in are a good place for you to start building your business acumen because you have interests in that sector, right? Don't, don't write from the start and go and like study pharmaceuticals or you know, like military companies, all those are super complicated. And if you don't understand and you're not interested, you probably like give up halfway. So start with something you're interested in and build your business acumen because that is what you need to be a good investor, which sums up my day. I'm going to share, finalize these three points to be point number one, luck. Point number two, emotional capacity. And point number three, business acumen. These three things are what I believe you need to be a good investor. And if you find that there are other good points, do share with me and, you know, let's grow as a community. And I hope you learned something useful today. See ya. Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with a financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. I hope you will share what you've gained with people you love that want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building our community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Email me at thefinancialcoconut@gmail.com or message me on Facebook or join our community Telegram group. I will do my best to address your questions in a future podcast series, especially if many people are concerned about the same topic. With that, have a great day ahead, stay tuned next week and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear and sustainable for all. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.